0: IKEA believes that home is the most important place in the world, that's why we meet people where they live, to learn about what they need and dream about when it comes to life at home. At IKEA, we have years of experience, knowledge and insights about people's lives at home from listening to the needs and dreams of our customers. With this knowledge, we want to raise awareness and interest, we want to spark debate and contribute towards creating a better everyday life. The more we learn about the way people live, the more we can help people to make their life at home that little bit better, no matter where or how they live. Every year we publish a new Life at Home report, which looks to share interesting insights about how people live around the world. Today, I'm so excited to be chatting to renovation experts, Ronnie and Georgia, about their life at home, what it looks like, what it means to them, and why the home is so important. So welcome, Ronnie and Georgia. So fabulous to have you.
1: Hi. Hi, thanks for having us.
0: Of course, no, so good. And um, I guess probably it'd be great to start from the start with you guys. So can we have a little bit of an insight into what life at home with Ronnie and Georgia looks like?
1: Well, <laughs> it's crazy. It's hectic. It's often very loud um yeah we've purchased a 100 a year old weatherboard cottage which we're currently in the throes of renovating so we're living and renovating at the same time which if anyone's ever done that you know that it just is a recipe for chaos so <laughs> but we're just going with the flow and we're just rolling with the punches and it's and it's nothing we haven't done before so yeah
0: well, oh, hats off to you. We're about to—I'm um I'm actually about to kick off a renovation too, and I am so very nervous. So this will be very insightful.
1: <laughs> the process of renovating is so much fun that you just got to roll with it and go with it and just surrender to the chaos, and that's one way you're going to get through it.
2: Oh, absolutely. Chaos is certainly the word that uh, comes to mind with our renovations, but we try to be as organised as possible. And uh, just with your own renovation, my tip is. Uh, are you going to tackle it yourself or are you going to get guys to come in and do it for you?
0: Uh, combination of the both, actually. So it'll be very interesting. Yeah. So whatever advice you can give me, that would be fantastic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> are, are you willing to get dirty and, uh, you know, do some demo? or
0: Yeah, excited for some demolition. That's probably going to be my favourite part,
2: I think. Fantastic. Oh, that, well, that sounds great. As long as you do it in a safe manner, um, you know, have fun with it. <laughs> That's what I say. Take lots of photographs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Organized chaos, love it. <laughs> Very good. Yeah. Um, and I guess you know what what makes the home um important, and how important is the home to you guys, and why is that?
2: For me, um, you know, my our home feels safe. You know, it's a place I'm not really here a lot of the times during the day because I'm out at about seven and back at about five. So for me, I like to kick my boots off outside, and a you know, home for me is where I feel safe. I can hang out with the kids. And I've got my beautiful wife, of course.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh Ronnie, you make me laugh. Yeah, I think oh, when I think of home, it just, you know, it's, it's family and it's about a beautiful safe haven where everyone can be, be themselves and, and feel really comfortable and happy. So yeah, home is really important.
0: Cool, and then I guess when we're talking about um, the home, what words come to, to mind when we, I guess for um, IKEA, some of the key words that come to mind when we look at our life at home report are things like belonging, security, privacy, and I know you've sort of touched on um, the, you know, the concept of belonging, you know, being with your family. So what other words come to mind when you hear the word home?
1: Um, yeah, I think a safe haven is, is a place where you can completely be yourself. Um, and have no judgment from the outside world, which is often always in our faces. Um, and I think I think it's also you know it's an expression of who you are and who your family is, which is a really, really cool thing to think about.
2: And for me, a couple of key words that come to mind it's fun, you know, I love coming home because it's, but as soon as I open <laughs> up that front door, I don't know what I'm gonna get with the kids. so um so yeah.
0: Oh, fantastic. Um, and I guess one of the other things, you know, we, you spoke about being home with your family. Can you share with us one of your favourite memories centred around the home?
1: Well, it's, it's funny because we, you know, we've renovated so many properties that we're very rarely in a house for more than 12 months. And so, and I, I think back to like our memories from all the houses, and it, it's not so much like, we don't so much remember the physical bones of the home. It's more like the memories that we made in the home. So for example, Ron's son, Geordie, who's now 19, he's been with us through every Renault. And we always go, oh, remember that awesome cubby we made out the front? Remember the, the trees that like sort of, you know, made a tunnel and we used to play in there? And it, it's just, the memories are like the activities that we did in the house. And, um, it's really cool to sort of think back and, and I guess that's how we sort of remember each home as well by like, oh, yeah, that's what we we celebrated that in that house and, oh, yeah, remember that great party we had there. So it's all about the activity that you did in your home, the memory-making stuff. Cool. And,
0: you know, you've spoken about, um, you know, the renovations and the different homes you've lived in. Can you tell me the longest you guys have settled in one specific home, what that look like to you?
2: <clears throat> well, it's, it, it's funny because every time we purchase a house, I'm, you know, the question we get asked the most is, Is is this the forever home? And we always say, yeah, it is, it is. But what we do is we actually purchase large blocks of land with old character houses at the front and we subdivide, we'll sell the land off and then we'll renovate the house. So, you know, the running joke for us is, you know, is this the one, the forever home? And funnily enough, the one we're in at the moment, we've been here for about coming up to a year and a half and I would have to say this is the forever home for now. George?
1: (laughs) Oh, listen, I don't know if we could say the forever home, but I would say maybe like the, like the next five year home, right? We've got to finish the Renault, then we want to like enjoy it a little bit and then we'll see where we're at because, um, I think our problem is like once we've completed a Renault and we're enjoying it, then we get bored. There's like nothing for us to do anymore. It's like, you know, <laughs> you can only like That's paint true. those walls so many times. So let's not say the forever. Let's say like, for the next five to ten years. I love
0: that, the for now home. Yeah, the for now home. <laughs> <laughs> Is there a home that you've renovated and you sold that you wish you could have stayed longer in? Oh,
1: I feel like Ronnie and I will have differing opinions on this one. Um, I, I think about some of the houses we've done have been in amazing locations for schools and stuff like that. And so now I think, oh, I wish we had stayed there because it really would have worked well for the kids' catchment for schools. Um, and I think, Ron, you're more about like like how successful the build was and how you executed certain projects in that home as to what your favourite one is. that right, do you think?
2: Yeah, absolutely. And we do have to be mindful of what the market's doing at the time. So there's been some times where, you know, we try to predict that the market is going to go soft. So we want to, you know, we've been tied up for a year. And we want to make sure that we're out in time before the market actually, you know, goes down. So there has been one or two houses for me personally. I would say it's probably been one of the biggest renovations we've done. Like we did a very modern, it was an old heritage listed California bungalow where we've done a very modern contemporary extension. That I would love to have lived in a little bit longer, but, um, you know, it had polished concrete floors and keeping that clean was probably you know it, it was a nightmare so um but yeah i would have to say that that house probably our biggest renovation i wish we would have stayed any longer but we ended up selling it straight away so wasn't to be
1: and then what happened ronnie we sold that house and then we had just the cash sitting in the bank and we were like oh look at these block auditions what do you reckon we should give it a go
2: oh wow and so yeah, that's... We
1: were, yeah and that's yeah, because we weren't tied up. We weren't financially tied up, so we had that flexibility to be able to go, oh, my God, let's give it a go,
2: but, see what happens. But do you remember I used to watch The Block and used to come in and you used to abuse the TVs. What are you doing? I can't believe you've chosen that colour. And then you came to me one time out of the blue and you said, Ron, do you want to audition for The Block? And I was like, are you kidding me? And uh, it just so happened for for us, yeah, like George said. Timing was right. We had just sold up. The money was in the bank. We were renting and, uh, yeah, for, we applied for the first time and we were fortunate enough to, to get in. So yeah, that was a hell of a roller coaster.
0: Gosh, as they say, as one door closes, another door opens. So you guys have done very well with that one. <laughs> about fate. Um, so, Ronnie, this one's a question for you. So I guess, you know, you've spoken about some of the big renovations you've done, but what about some of the smaller projects that you've done? So we've seen some really nice projects come to life recently with your backyard, um, the, you know, the basketball play area. What's one of the um, the projects that you've completed in your home that you're most proud of?
2: Well, yeah, so we've just finished the backyard. So in the backyard we had Leo's little basketball court and uh for, uh, for Charlotte and Leo we've got this beautiful grassed area where I've made some monkey bars. So and as part of the backyard I've got my man shed, which for me secretly I think that's the one where because that's the one that stores all my tools. It's got everything in there. It's got a lot of memories for me. And funnily enough, it's the only building that actually has insulation in our house at the moment. So. I mean,
1: honestly, wait, I have to just, I have to interject here because like if anyone's lived in a weatherboard, like timber frame house with no insulation, you're going to understand how freezing. Cold it is. So when I walked into Ronnie insulating the walls in his shed, I lost it because I was like, get your priorities right. But honestly, I could not even. I can It's the best, it's the best room in the whole house. It's the prettiest room. It looks so lovely. All new weatherboards on the
0: outside. I'm like, you're a joke. Get your priorities right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you've got some, some work to do there, Ronnie. Just saying. Yeah,
2: I, 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 I do. And I think that's why this house is going to be forever, the forever home because that shed, I don't think I could rebuild. It's got everything. Oh, please. It's got storage. Oh, please. It's got power. It's got installation. It's, it, it's what dreams are made out of.
0: Wow. Yeah, it sounds magical, honestly. I'm sure many people are envious when friends come over of of that space. That sounds fabulous. Um, And a question for you, George, I guess if we take a step inside the home now, um, Mm. what would you like to redesign and why?
1: Well, how long do we have to talk about this? No, um, every room in this house is at a point where it needs to be redesigned because it's a complete... Renault. um so we're just sort of living as is for the moment but if i was to do sort of something that we need to do immediately it would definitely be our kitchen dining just because it's not a functional space at the moment um you know it's it's tiny and we're a big family so it's from a usability point of view it just doesn't work so that's a really interesting thing to think about you know Um, a home having to have a function and having to work for for your needs and so I would definitely say yeah the kitchen and the dining room is not working and from an aesthetic point of view if I have to stare at you know wood veneer 1990s kitchen cabinet any longer I'm gonna lose it so it's definitely um it's definitely first off on our list of what we're gonna do um, inside this beautiful home of ours.
0: So, uh, yeah, the kitchen and the dining. Oh, sounds like that's a pretty good plan. And when I guess when we're talking about your family, what are their favorite rooms in the house and why? Oh, I would say the kids are loving the TV
1: gaming room at the moment because they've just both got into Minecraft, playing that remotely with the friends, and yeah, they're enjoying just hanging out in the TV room and relaxing and, and doing what they do. So I would probably say that's their favourite space in the home at the moment.
0: And is that where um, your family come together to, to gather, or um, do you see that being more the kitchen area and the dining space?
1: Um, in in this home, and again, just because the bones of the home are very traditional, so you have that. Separate living zones. It's no, we don't have any of that open plan space. So it actually, you know, it, it forces us all to sort of congregate in the one small, uh, living room that we have. And it's kind of been nice. It sort of takes it back to basics. You know, we're all just sort of sitting around in this little room and it, it's cozy and, and I enjoy it, um, for now. But I, I think there's definitely benefits in, a, in an open plan style living. But, um, yeah, I would say we all sort of hang out in the TV room, lounge room, and it's, it's the room in the house, which uh, is completely, you know, it's, it's designed in a way that I'm talking aesthetically, of course, that, that's really beautiful. And it, I've paid close attention to all the walls, how, uh, you know, they've got well-placed artwork and I've got beautiful shears and lots of gorgeous textures happening in there. So it's, it's a one room that I've, really focused on designing um, because we spend most of our time in there. So it's a really lovely room.
0: Absolutely. And how often would you look to change the decor in the space? Is it something, are you more of a sort of long-term classic look or is it something that you do seasonally? What does that look like for you guys?
1: You know, that's really interesting because, uh, you know, I, I look back at a lot of the renovations and projects we've worked on and I sort of think, oh, my gosh, I can't believe like that's how i style the bedroom or and it just sort of really highlights that you know interior trends do come and go and so with this project that we're calling our forever now home um i'm trying to be a little bit more classic in its design and the bones and the architecture architecture of the home actually lends itself to that style because it is a weatherboard cottage so we're doing a lot of um you know eclectic pieces of furniture a lot of antiques I love my upcycling but then we're also um, you know incorporating you know some modern items as well just to create that sort of usability function so um, yeah it's a bit of both but definitely I'd say classic design is, is kind of the way that we're heading at
0: the moment. Yeah sure and a question for both of you now actually if you could ask anyone in the world to style or design any area of the home Who and what, where, what would that be?
1: Oh,
2: Ronnie. Good luck trying to uh, get someone to tell Georgia what to, what to do or style her (laughs) room. Um, look, I was a huge on the block. I was a huge Neil Whitaker fan. So, I mean, that man had a lot of style and, and, and a lot of good taste. So, um, you know, I would certainly let him style. What would he style? I would like for him to style, um, probably my master bedroom.
1: <laughs> well, I would say, um, I would say I'm going to take ownership over the inside of my house, but I will loosen the reins, um, outside and I would love to get someone on board to help with our, um, landscape architecture. Yes. Because that's one area that, you know, it's a different skill set, really understanding plants and what grows in best sunlight and you know what level soil ph levels your soils have to be and all it's like it's quite a scientific process so and it's one area that i feel like i do need assistance in so i'm gonna i'm gonna probably call my mate uh, dave franklin up and i'm gonna get him on board to help me do my landscape there you go
0: <laughs> i love that honestly Gardening is so tough sometimes, and when you think that plant's alive, sometimes it's just not. (laughs) It's not going to come back. I hear (laughs) you. I
1: hear you.
0: No, completely, completely understand. Uh, And then when we're talking about, um, you know, spending time inside the home, what would you like to spend more time doing in your homes?
1: I would really love to spend more time upcycling. I have so many little pieces of furniture that I've picked up along the way, that is taking up precious space in Ronnie's shed. That <laughs> I want to just have the time to just get some upcycling happening. Um, but yeah, we're quite time poor at the moment. So I was thinking, you know, during um, I, I was thinking during this isolation period that I'd have a little bit more time up my sleeve to start some of those projects. But um, it's been quite the opposite. So yes, that's what I'd like to be doing. And
2: for me, if I had time, I would love to convert. An attic upstairs. Um, we've always, I've, we've put in about maybe three or four different attic spaces upstairs. And this house has really high pitched roofs. So, you know, we've got easily a good 20 to 25 square meters of floor space upstairs, but I just need at least two weeks to go there um and to create some walls and to create the floor. So so for me finding storage would make me happy and if I had the time to do it that's what I'd be
1: doing. Wait, Ron, you're telling me out of all the things that need to be done in this house, you want to create an attic? What yeah, about absolutely. like a little bathroom renovation? No,
2: I've done enough bathrooms over the last couple oh of my months. God. Um attics <laughs> give me like I get I get a lot of satisfaction out of building um something from nothing. Oh gosh,
0: go. wow. I feel like this is a, a look into my future with my <laughs> renovation that's coming up. <laughs> <laughs> um, you
1: need to tell your husband or partner that just, just to say yes, just be a yes man and just
0: there you just, go. Yeah,
2: roll yeah. with the punches. Yes yep, yeah, Totally. Yeah. Pick your battles and, um, you know, look, and, and it's funny because the way that Georgia and I operate, when we walk into our, um, house that we've just purchased, you know, it's it's a black canvas. George is very passionate. She's got some opinions. I'm very passionate. I've got some ideas. And the way we communicate, you know, a lot of people would probably see that as bickering. But you know, if um, that's how we come up with decisions, isn't it, babe? Like we um, we are very good at making plans up very fast. But um, it, then again, it's also taken over 14 houses to actually get to that point. But um but
1: Ronnie 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 Ronnie. Let's just be honest, who's usually right?
2: Well, uh, I it, it took me about 3 houses to actually finally admit that Georgia was right. So, there you go. I just <laughs> I, I'm very good at if I just get given direction or even a picture from a magazine, um I can just go ahead and build that, but Georgia actually dissects it like it it, it is very hard to style a room. Um, and George is very good at having that vision. Um, and I just love executing it. See, so the, 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 when I first met George, I was actually doing one of my own renovations and I did not have a clue what I was doing. You know, there was, it was just so happened I was at IKEA because I had a very small budget to do a kitchen. I had an IKEA kitchen and then I, I think I had about $1,200 to style my, my whole house and I just went to town. At IKEA, and uh, some of the things I'd selected, I wish I wish I'd met Georgia earlier because I, it, it is really, really, really hard.
0: <laughs> so you need the vision person, and then the the executional. You've learned yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good. All right, I'm going to ask you guys some curly questions now. What would you say would be your worst habit in the home?
2: Oh, that's an easy one for me. My worst habit. I am quite messy um as you could probably understand when I do get home I'm covered in dust paint sand mulch uh you name it and I do come in and um you know I, I could probably learn to um you take
1: know, your boots off yeah, before you come in oh, the door yeah,
2: rule number one and also you yeah. know put my towels back after I've showered oh
1: yeah hang your towels up that's a good one yeah,
2: it's because I, when I get home I've, I just feel so relaxed and so at ease, I'm not thinking about work, I'm playing with the kids and I forget to do the basic things. So for me, I'm quite messy.
1: Um, I would say I've got this addiction to sweeping the floor. It's really very strange and I actually have one of those good little Dyson vacuum cleaners but I just revert to the old-fashioned broom and I'm just sweep, sweep, sweep and then I just sweep like all the stuff in the corner and then I actually forget to like, you know, um, like dustpan and brush that up and it just sort of remains in the corner. It's a very strange, weird habit of mine. So, yeah, sweeping. Mm. Um,
0: and I guess um, when we're talking about, um, you know, having friends over in the home, who would you say is the better host and who is the better guest out of the two of you?
1: Ronnie, would you like to answer this question?
2: <laughs> I'm very good at always organising parties and saying, George, wouldn't it be great if we could have these guys over? Would have an Argentinian barbecue, and then Georgia shuts it down straight away. Because? <laughs> because I am more the type of guy that is uh, always entertaining and not really hosting, so it's not a lot of fun um, for for Georgia. Um, but I, I do clean up though, don't I, after, after, after we have uh, people over.
1: Yeah, so Ron, yeah, Ron's the ideas guy. He's like, yeah, let's do this, let's do this party. And I'm quick to sort of shut it down because I'm the one that does all the work. So, um, and that's a common, that's like, I've spoken to a lot of friends and they, um, experience the same sort of dynamic in their relationship. So I would have to say, if we do host parties, I would have to say I'm the better host and, and Ron's a really great entertainer, great guest. Really good socializer. That's definitely your strength, Ronnie. You're a great social person. Thanks.
2: Mm, nice. <laughs> messy, messy social It's all social about person.
0: the balance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, very good. And then I guess when these people come over to your homes, how would they describe your place?
1: Oh. Oh, well, it's funny because when people come over, I sort of um, give them a pre-warning. I'm like, oh, it's a house that looks like a work site. So from the front, it looks very much like a almost derelict weatherboard cottage. Um, and then you come inside and I would think you're sort of pleasantly surprised, because it's quite homely and styled inside. And then you walk out the back and that's completely done, but you can't see what we've done out the back from the front. So, um, I would probably they say it's, you know, it's a work in progress. Yeah.
2: But we certainly feel judged, don't we, George, because you know, when friends come over for the first time, there's a, there's a level of expectation that they're thinking that this house is going to be completely done. But in reality, we are, we are renovators. So what we purchase, we purchase properties that are in great location, but they are almost knockdown jobs. You know, so yeah. it's, it, it's, you know, depending on when they come to our house, if it's towards the end of the renovation, they would absolutely, absolutely be blown away. But what I love is when friends come to our properties that we've just purchased and you see the look on their face and that they are just absolutely <laughs> mortified. They're thinking, Are you guys gonna knock this house down? And we're like, No, 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 this is exactly what we're going to do And you know, we're very passionate. We're like, This is we're gonna knock that wall down, we're putting an extra bathroom there, we're expanding the ceilings and like The way we see an old property, we we can already envision what it's going to look like. It's just getting to that end uh, end stage. So I I love it when friends come and visit us in the beginning and then at the end before the house goes to market because it is like chalk and cheese, isn't it, though? Yeah, it's
1: it's awesome. I love it too. Oh,
0: the transformation, that sounds phenomenal, honestly. Wow. So very cool. I was just going to say, yeah, it's enjoying the
1: creative process of it and, um, really having something that's quite horrible and, and transforming it into exactly how you envisage, and it's it's for us, both of us, we're quite creative people. It's a great it's a great outlet, and it's something that you know we really, really, really enjoy. So we're really blessed in that way. And what
2: I love the most, this is what over the last twenty years I get great satisfaction. You can imagine how many real estate agents we've met over the time, and. You know, when we go to the home opens and they, and you know, they're basically selling it. Like it's, it's vacant. They're selling it land value. So when we tell them that we, you know, what our plans are, if we get it, they're like, huh. they look at us thinking, oh, it's never going to happen or you guys are crazy. I always get the same real estate agent to come through the house right at the end to get that look on their face to see. I told you so i told
0: you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what's been some of the best reactions you've had
2: oh that? i i i i never forgot that i purchased a property off a real estate agent it came on um and around lunchtime and i just finished lunch i saw it and the real it it was in, in an area that we'd actually renovated before so we knew what the what the um you know what houses sell for what blocks sell for so, and this house came on and it was about $120,000 under valuation. So I was like, and it was an agent from an out-of-town agent. It was about 35, 40 minutes away. So I called him up and we made the offer over the phone because I knew some, something was wrong. The agent didn't know what he was doing. So, and it was a deceased estate. So I quickly jumped in the car, ran, drove over to the property. He gave me permission to walk around. And I was like, my God, this is incredible, the shell of this house. And when I told him that I was going to renovate it, when I actually finally met him at settlement, right, because I never actually met him, we, we presented the offer online, it got accepted, and then come settlement he actually drove to the house with the keys and say, by the way, everything in this house has been untouched, so you're purchasing everything in the house, which we kind of already knew, which was fine. but." When I had a ten minute conversation with him saying that this is what I'm going to be doing over the next nine months, he just basically laughed at me and he was like, You are absolutely crazy because he valued that house just as block value.
1: Yeah, right. Wow. A crazy cat lady lived in there as well. So when we walked in to view the property, like we'd already purchased it, but we actually hadn't been inside. But then we go inside and like her bed was there and there was like a rat cage next to her bed. It was kind of like a hoarder, like a hoarder was living there. And it was like, oh, and I just said, Ronnie, I can't go through here. You need to clear this all out. And when it's like clean, I can come in because I knew – I wouldn't be able to live there. Even after we renovated, having seen all that, I knew I wouldn't be able to be comfortable living there. So, um, yeah, that was definitely one of our crazier experiences. Oh, that, yeah. And
2: that took about four or five days to clean that house out properly. It took about eight skip bins, large skip oh, bins so bad. to throw I, I donated a lot of the furniture to the Salvation Army. Um, but even just to get uh, to a point where we could start the renovation, it was quite the process, but to date i think that one was probably one of our most profitable renovations to date george so it just goes to show yeah. that you know if you know you know if you are going to renovate for for a a profit you have to know your locations because george and i we only purchase properties in certain suburbs where we know exactly um you know what the land's going to sell for what the blocks what the houses are going to sell for you know what kind of people are going to be purchasing these houses so um, you know, that's, that's my biggest tip if you are going to renovate for profit is know your location.
0: Oh, that's very insightful. Extremely insightful. I guess one of the other questions I have for you is, um, we know that you're both very busy parents. So what sort of tips do you have, um, in maintaining some sort of order within the home?
1: I have these little hamper buckets that I walk around. Everyone has their own and I walk around the house and I just pick stuff up which is littered all over the house and I put it in each person's corresponding hamper and like my aim is then to get that person to pack it away but my kids aren't quite there yet um or they'll give it a go and it just gets put in the wrong spot so that irritates me so I'd rather just do it myself but at least all the stuff is like organized chaos you know it's in its own wool hamper and it's not just littered around the house So I think that's a really good little tip. Works for us anyway. Is that
2: what the baskets were for in the corner? Oh wow! (laughs) Really? Oh wow! I've got my corner's got like five baskets on top of each other. I didn't know what it was. Oh wow! Oh wow! I
0: can't. (laughs) Well, it's doing its job. At least the basket is being seen, (laughs) right? So that's not too bad. (laughs) Oh, and so um. How tidy would you guys say you are on a scale of one to 10? I think we may have touched on this earlier. And do you think that score changed after having kids?
1: Hmm. Well, I think like in my head, I really want to be a 10 out of 10 kind of girl, you know? But in reality, I feel like every day I'm more about a six, a six out of 10. And, um, but then I do get in these modes where I like stress clean. If someone's, like, really annoyed me or I'm stressed out about something at work or whatever, I, like, come home and I just, like, stress clean and you don't want to be around me when I'm doing that. I feel like Ron and the kids now know, oh, mom's freaking out, she's stressed, and they just kind of, like, exit the house and then I get my clean on and I can do it really easily on my own. Um, but, yeah, and I think definitely once you have kids, it just everything's harder, right, because you're cleaning up and they're messing up. So you're like, why, like, why am I bothering here? Oh my goodness. But
2: George also, you know, the houses that we've renovated, we've also lived in. So the secret to living in a house that you're renovating as well is that you're half living in it and it's a half construction. So, but we try to do it in a way where we only do one or two rooms at a time and you know it doesn't matter how much time you tape up the doors the windows you protect you know the floorboards there's always that very very fine dust um that just gets into everything so i think but you know while we're going through that renovating stage we're probably at maybe uh, like a, a 5 to 6 on the cleanliness but once the but once oh the house God. is completely finished and there's no more renovation to be done inside the house, then I would say, look, Georgia is a very clean and tidy person. She, um I, I would say it's about a, a eight to nine.
1: No, 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 Ronnie. You have to say yourself. What do you give yourself out of ten? Oh,
2: wow, okay. <laughs> not, <laughs> not, with not me no. that Georgia likes to sweep. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, look, okay, What's look yours? I, I'm going to be completely honest. I would probably say <laughs> I'm at about a, a, a two. And a three sometimes. Uh, on a good day. On a good day. But, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, look, I, I, I'm just being completely honest, but I, I would like my shed is spotless. Now, my shed, if you were to run your hand on top of my workbench, there oh, is no speck of please.
0: dust. <laughs> oh, please. <Stop> <laughs> clear space, clear mind, as they say. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> and how has your life changed at home? Um, as your kids have grown up?
1: I think it's kind of like when they're younger, you need a lot of space and storage solutions for, like, toys and all that stuff that comes with having kids, right? Kids, there's a lot of crap that comes with having kids. So you need good storage solutions. But then, like, when they get older, you find that, oh, they actually don't even play with toys anymore. Now they're more sort of onto their, you know, their devices and gaming and 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 also, they're needing a, de- like a dedicated study nook, a study zone now. So, it- it's more about, I guess, creating a functional space that they use properly now, um, as opposed to it more being orientated over, you know, a playtime
0: and stuff like that. So, yeah, the older they get, you sort of need to use your house slightly differently. Yeah, sure. And. Do you have a favourite item in your home? So, um, might be good for both of oh, you oh. to answer this one. Um, something that you will never throw out or what, what is this, the sacred item that, um, each of you have?
2: Well, I've got, I've, uh, I'll start off, George, uh, cause I know what your, I know what yours is going to be. But for me, Georgia and I purchased this 150 year old table. It's a farmhouse table. Um, we saw it on Gumtree and we fell in love with it. It was, I think it was about $1,200, but it came with all these antique chairs, but we just wanted it for this amazing table. And it was actually um, old Australiana furniture where they actually made the table out of the, um, the timber crates that were coming off the boats. And the nails are all handmade. It is absolutely beautiful. So this is absolutely, if there was a fire, once all my family and kids have exited the house, I would come back. And save this table
1: (laughs) (laughs) that table would blow can you imagine in a fire that would just be like firewood (laughs) (laughs) um um, i would um my mum is the most amazing artist and so we have seven of her beautiful paintings in our house and they are definitely um the pride and joy of our home and really what i sort of use as um style cues for rooms and I work my colour schemes and everything off these amazing paintings and they're one offs and they're originals and they're absolutely amazing. So I'm grabbing if there's a fire, I'm grabbing all seven after like Ronnie and the kids are out of course and you know, the table, whatever, that can stay or that can go. But I'm definitely grabbing these seven paintings and we're 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 saving the paintings.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, they sound very, very special for sure. And I've got one final question. For you both, um, before we wrap this up, if you had to give one piece of advice to Australians out there on how to make the most of their life at home, what would that be?
1: Mm, I think for me, it would be think about, as a family, how you use your home and then make your home work for your family. So, you know, if you've got a, a formal dining room that you sit in once a year, is that wasted space? Maybe it is. So then you think, out, okay, let's turn that into a great family room or a rumpus room or a toy room for the kids. So really think about how you use your home and then make it work for you.
2: And I, I guess for me, you know, not everyone's handy, not everyone knows how to paint. But for me, my advice is just give it a go yourself. What's the worst that could happen, you know, if, if, if there's a room that you're you know, not quite sure about, you know, paint it yourself. If you've never painted, jump online, you know, Google it, jump on YouTube, figure out how to paint, go down to your local bunning store, get some advice, and try to paint it yourself. Like try to do stuff yourself. Stop getting people to come in and, and, and do stuff, because that's a good way to save a lot of money. Um and uh yeah, just give it a crack yourself. Don't don't be afraid to make mistakes.
1: And there's also something to be said like taking ownership over your home, it's quite empowering to go, look at that wall, I just painted it,
0: how good is it? Do you know what I mean? Like take ownership over your own home and give it a go. I like that one, that's a good one. Mm I'm absolutely going to be taking so many tips out of our conversation today. I can't even tell you. I feel like my, oh, my future yay. renovation is uh, all in control <laughs> now. So thank you. <laughs> no
1: worries at all. That's awesome. Uh,
0: well, thank you so much for your time today, guys. Um, it's been lovely chatting with you both around your life at home and letting us have a little bit of a sneak peek behind the lives of Ronnie and Georgia. So thanks so much.
1: No worries. It's been a pleasure chatting to you. Thank you
2: very much. See you later.
1: Bye.